This time on the Magic Kitchen podcast, we're tackling the misconception that witchcraft has to be expensive. I'm Leander Witchwood. And I'm Elise Wells. And welcome to the Magic Kitchen podcast, where we talk about magic, kitchen witchcraft, herbs, and everything in between. value you as a dedicated listener. And to all of our dedicated listeners, we are offering a unique class bundle. This bundle will include all of the classes that Elise and I offer, and it's exclusive to you, our valuable listeners. You can find the link to this bundle in the show description. So Elise and I were sitting here talking about our paths and all the things that we've accumulated and we're led to believe that we had to buy or buy into in order to practice our paths. And after, you know, a few decades, a few years, you start realizing that you don't need all that stuff. So this time we're going to talk about ways that you can gain knowledge and practice without having to break the bank. (laughs) Yeah. And the good news is, The longer you practice, the more you realize how little you need. And I think that's really empowering. But I also can look back on some of the things I thought I did need and realize I never did at all. So we're going to try and help you get past those those early hurdles and those intimidating, overwhelming moments and those witchy shops that we love to be in (laughs) and try and get you to the other side of recognizing what you do and do not need and, and what's out there for free, because the answer is a lot. A lot. Yeah. And we have to remember, like, we really have to go back to our roots. And this is, I think, where my path is really, really intensely leading me is back to roots. And it's been it's been a process, of course. Like, I think at this point in my conjunction with, you know, the changing of times and the turmoil of times and recognizing where I am in my practice, going back to roots really makes sense. And I think this is where I've been trying to go all along. But for some reason, it's super, super intense right now. So a lot of the things that I've learned is that you don't have to go to the store and get what you need. Um, So herbs are are my big thing. So I make teas, I blend teas, I blend spice blends, salt blends, um, incense, that all that. You don't have to go and buy stick incense. You can blend your own incense using the probably the herbs that you have right in your cupboard. If you have mm-hmm. anything in your cupboard that is aromatic, you can blend that into making your own type of incense. And you burn that over a piece of charcoal in a heat proof bowl and there voila you have your own incense that is free of chemicals and additives and extra stuff that might cause headaches or allergies to really flare up. So that's just one example of the the realizations that I've come to when it comes to spending money on my path. Yeah. I had a big realization when 
I had two suitcases to move everything I owned to another country. (laughs) And, you know, previously I had your classic, you know, Wicca-inspired traditional altar, god and goddess statues, altar cloths, Mm. lots of different incense burners, some of which were like statues of their own, and, you know, an athame, a wand. And I realized that for practical purposes of weight in a suitcase and you know, fragility and danger, like my athame or my handmade wand, I really couldn't take these things. So before I moved, I started paring my practice down and really started to realize how I did enjoy these tools, but I don't need those tools. And when we start with nothing, which I started with nothing, I started in high school and, you know, I <laughs> I lived with family, like I couldn't exactly set up an <laughs> altar space in a Christian household. So I would go out to nature and that's what I've gone back to now. So when we're talking about building a sacred space, I, I do believe that everybody needs one. Even if that can't be in your yeah. home, I encourage you to make, make a space in your home. One little coffee table, mm-hmm. some side table you find at Salvation Army. That's what my first one was. Yeah. Like something is important to have. That's a permanent place. But if you can't have one indoors, you can find a space that's outside Maybe a little patch of garden in your yard. Maybe there's a park near you that you go to that you know not a lot of other people go to. And so there's this one tree that you can almost always guarantee you can sit under. Find a place that can be your sacred space. And then maybe you're going to be given gifts there. You might find feathers under your seat when you go to sit at this Mm -hmm. tree. You might (laughs) find a leaf that falls on you while you're meditating there. You might bring your book to read and just spend time with the nature spirits there and you know, you might hear a duck making noise. So you decide to go and offer it some, you know, cereal that you have from your lunch. Like these are ways that we can connect with divinity. And this is rich. That's witchcraft. That's how it is. That's what it is. And those are the more profound moments anyway, than sitting in front of this manicured altar. So I think opening ourselves up to our roots and recognizing not just personally what our roots were when we started with nothing, but ancestrally, you know, witchcraft has been mm-hmm. the hidden path for centuries, for millennia. Yeah. It's been something, sadly, that's been pushed underground. So when we take the time to recognize mm-hmm. that having less is more in witchcraft, it is the path of witchcraft, that's where we find our power. Because the magic's in you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's in and nature I mean, and it's in you. And you are is. nature. Yeah, and that's and that's the whole point of going back to our roots is to connect to how we are related to the natural world. Yes. You know, buying a candle holder that was made by some factory in China and shipped thousands of miles to the store and you're spending, you know, $50 on something that is not supporting the local the local economy or the local yeah. community. It's supporting some billionaire's pocketbook from, you know, three or four states away. Or maybe they don't even live in America or in your mm-hmm. location. They live, you know, in another country somewhere. That's the reality of it. Yeah. So I know it's really hard for us to break down our purchases, but I think that's the point of being a witch is to take the status quo and shake it up. Put it in a jar, shake it up and see what happens and see what we're left with. And when we stop buying from these big box stores for our supplies and we stop, you know, utilizing things that are of 
convention that are the status quo, then we break that status quo. And that is a hugely important thing. So, and if you're going to buy stuff, buy from small places, your little mom and pop stores, the, the secondhand stores are excellent. But also, you don't have to buy anything. You can go and make your own stuff. Now, yeah, you'll have to get some supplies for some of those things, especially if you're going to make candles or if you're going to start blending your own herb spices and stuff. You have to have those things there. Some of it you can probably grow yourself mm-hmm. if you have the means. Some of it you can probably, you know, create yourself. Like if you need a bag for your tarot deck, you can probably make your own bag. You can hand sew anything. That's what our ancestors did for thousands of years they didn't go to the walmart or the (laughs) target or the you know the next big box store to go and get it they didn't have those things but in doing that in working with our hands and connecting with the things that we utilize our food our our clothing our supplies we are connecting to something bigger than just commodity it is something so much more and we are putting our energy into that item. We are actually infusing it. And spellcrafting is one of the best things you can do on your practice is mm-hmm. to take things that you need for a spell, for a ritual, and create it yourself. Infuse yeah. that with – so I used to be a seamstress for the theater in Baltimore – And one of the superstitions we had was that if you had blood on, you know, if you pricked your finger while you're sewing something or you're mending something, that was good luck. Mm -hmm. In essence, that's blood magic. So if you're sewing a bag for your tarot deck and you prick your finger and there's blood that is drawn, you have made a sacrifice to that bag. And now it is yours. It belongs to you and the magic is sealed. So think of it that way. Don't think of it as like, oh, I just don't have time because if it's important to us, we will make time. Yeah. And, you know, oh, I don't have the skills. Well, you can learn the skills. There's so many people out there teaching these basic skills that we have forgotten. Mm-hmm. And you can learn the skill. We can always learn a new skill. Yeah. And for free. I think that's another and thing that yeah. we really overlook. It's a mess mm-hmm. out there on the internet. There's a lot of stuff <laughs> that bombards us, but there's also resources that are Mothers mm-hmm. and grandmothers would have killed to have access to. YouTube right. is a wealth of knowledge. I share rituals on my YouTube channel, Seeking Numina. Leandra's got a huge yes. backlog of awesome Magic Kitchen posts mm-hmm. on YouTube. There's hundreds of people out there doing good stuff on YouTube. Yeah. And that's just YouTube. And, and, and there's more sites out there. It is. Yeah. And like you said, Elise, it is a mess. So you do have to sift through the crap to get to the gold nuggets. So if you can afford the resource to buy something that is organized from somebody who teaches organized material, then yeah, go do that. Because if that if that makes your life easier, fine. But if you have an hour on your lunch break or something and you're bored, instead of playing, you know, the latest downloaded game on your phone or mm-hmm. wasting time on Facebook, you know, analyzing everybody's posts... <laughs> Maybe it's that was what you can do with your time is sift through these videos or these lessons and this knowledge that people have out there and start deciding who out there is giving valuable knowledge. And you can save that to a playlist and start, you know, collecting the data on your own. And yeah, it takes time and energy. So if you don't, if you absolutely don't have that time and energy and you want somebody doing it for, for you, then you have to 
be able to be okay with paying for it because yeah. somebody is taking their time and energy to do that for you. So yeah, there is a give and take, but you don't have to. And that's the whole premise of this podcast this, this time around is helping you realize that you don't have to spend the money, but you will have to spend a little time and effort on your part. Pursuing your spiritual path alone is really difficult, but so is finding community. That's why I started a Patreon community, to help you overcome obstacles and clear up confusions while making friends and finding connection along the way. You'll have a direct line to me for all of your questions and receive tons of benefits for joining my Patreon, from thank yous to ritual resources, journal prompts and reflective exercises, downloadable guides and posters, exclusive Magic Kitchen podcast and Seeking Numina updates and early access. Find community no matter where you are. Visit patreon.com slash Elise Wells. I can't wait to help you on your journey. So one of the most important things we can do as witches is connect to knowledge. We talk about those four pillars of, of the craft, right? To will, to know, to dare, to be silent. When we focus on to know, I think for me, at least, that's the one that comes back for me. Like when I get stuck on my path, I want to learn more. When I feel <laughs> uninspired, I want to read something. So books can get expensive, but we need to remember how many free resources we have out there. There are amazing blogs like themagickitchen.com. There are amazing books at your library. There are books on Kindle Unlimited. For $10 a month, you get unlimited Kindle Unlimited books. And there are some really great titles, including ones by Leandra Witchwood. <laughs> and Jeez. you also can have Facebook groups and online communities that can really be a good free resource. Or if they're not a free resource, they can be a very affordable resource. My Patreon community yeah. is where I'm posting all of my newsletters. I send them out, but then they're stored on Patreon for anyone to go back to. I also post exclusive meditations there, rituals there, updates on the things I'm doing. And and I'm also available for all my patrons to text anytime that they need advice. Anything that they're going through personally, I can help them with. So that's a that's a good stepping stone for seeking a teacher or seeking a community or seeking help, mm -hmm. but not wanting to commit to something, you know, more expensive. It's it's a minimum of ten dollars a month to join mine. So that's that's just me. There's others out there. Leandra's community yeah. is also really effective. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I have the Rebel Mystic community, and it is not on Facebook. And there's specific reasons why I don't do that. And mainly, it's because yeah, you're not paying for Facebook. It is free technically, but you're paying with your identity and your activity. So I have moved my communities off of Facebook. And onto a private uh, platform that, uh, first of all, I have more control over. So it makes it easier for me to post content and discuss things. But there's a free version of my community, but then there's also the paid version. And the paid version, like we do stuff together. It's more than just community. Like we do rituals together. I send out a monthly ritual box. And it's 
we talk about all kinds of things. You know, I send out journal prompts and meditations and all kinds of stuff. And it's super active. And the people in there are just getting so much good information from it. But here's the other thing to remember that, yeah, you can join a free community anywhere, but you're taking somebody's time. Yeah. And you're taking somebody's knowledge and effort. So there has to be some reciprocation in that. That's mm -hmm. one of the rules of magic and the rules of energy is that if there's no reciprocation, then something's going to wither and die. And I value my time and energy. And I hope that you would value that too. So I, while I do give a bunch of free resources, the podcast, the blog, the I have a free course, I have you know all these free things out there, there is a limit. Because I have to set my own boundaries. So when you are sharing knowledge or you're receiving knowledge, remember that boundary is going to have to be there at some point. Nobody's yeah. entitled to anything. There has to be a give and take. And, uh, you know, going back to what I said about, you know, if you're going to do all this research and collect your data on your own, you're still expelling your energy. So you're giving something in exchange for that knowledge that you're receiving. Uh, and the same thing, if you are buying into a community or a platform where they teach or any a book even, that's an exchange. It's an mm -hmm. energetic exchange. So you're showing that you value the person's time and knowledge and experience by not trying to pirate the information or not trying to get it all for free yeah. and remembering that you're not entitled to anything. You have to work for it sometimes. But, you know, getting knowledge is not expensive. It can be. Of course, it can be. And I think it sometimes it needs to be. But, you know, libraries, blogs, you know, free books, if you if you do the whole Kindle Unlimited, 10 bucks a month, you know, I think there's other uh, platforms out there that also do books that are not related to Kindle. Mm -hmm. So it's, again, research, do your own research. Yeah. <laughs> And we also, when I lived in um, in Baltimore, in Maryland, I found a lot of local chapters of different pagan organizations that you can go to and you don't have to commit to them. Like you don't have to go right. to every single one because you went to one. Like they will just have open events. Sometimes they're around mm -hmm. the Esbits, the full moons. Sometimes they're around the Sabbaths. Other times they're just random sort of like get together and chat with other pagans and witches. And yeah. I really encourage you to go to those because you might find a group that you want to join. And those people, I mean, at the end of the day, people are how we know what we know from witchcraft books and being yeah. able to read are new, pretty new advents for us as a, as a species. <laughs> so really like, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of root to oral tradition. I mean, Druidry, if you're mm -hmm. interested in that, that is a specifically oral tradition. I mean, I mm. think, I think now they do. They do write and read, of yeah, course, but, <laughs> but that's where that, that <laughs> comes from for, for Druidry is all oral. So meeting mm -hmm. people can be some of the most inspiring and educational experiences you can have. Yeah. And I, that's, I think, one of the most valuable ways to learn is to get in direct contact with people. Now we can do it. You know, someone could be in Australia and you're in California. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we don't have to be in the same room together to learn from each other. We can, you know, 
download a video and that person's there with us. Yeah. Or we can get on a Zoom call like Elise and I are on right now. Elise is in Greece. I'm in yeah. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. It's It still jars my mind sometimes, but it is really just a tribute to how connected we are to this globe yeah. that we have built something like the internet that allows us to stay yes. this connected. I mean, it blows my mind yeah. when I see like the breakdown of who listens to this podcast. We have people in like 80 countries tuning yeah. in. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really amazing. I'm, I'm so in, enamored and just amazed. I, that's the best word I can come up with right now. Amazed <laughs> <laughs> at the our ability to connect with each other, and we're still so disconnected. That's the crazy thing, right there. Yeah, like, there's still that wall that's up between people that keeps us from connecting with each other and keeps us from learning from each other. And maybe that's one of the, the you know, expenses, quote unquote, mm-hmm. expenses we have to p- fork over is giving up those walls that we put up between each other, those judgments, those, mm-hmm. you know, traded in the, for I'm better than you. Yeah. Or, or the idea of hierarchy. And yeah. this is the idea of hierarchy is very much a patriarchal construct that we have been just indoctrinated into. We have to have somebody to follow or we mm-hmm. have to be the leader or somebody has to lead somebody has to follow yes and yeah. I, that's another thing that we can learn from each other and how to dismantle that mm-hmm. and we don't learn that from a book necessarily or from a single podcast or a single youtube video we learn that through experiencing people mm-hmm. <clears throat> specifically people who follow that more circular leadership the more matriarchic yes style leadership. And I think that's, you know, part of the journey, part of the learning process, part of something you can't buy. You know, money can't buy happiness, money can't buy integrity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, money can't buy a shift in paradigm either. Yeah. You have to do that on your own. Yeah. I would say to to really de- define what is worth spending your money on, it is going to mm-hmm. be experiences. Experiences of education and educational experiences, because I think that at the end of the day, anything that we own is going to age and wither and lose its interest. It's not going to feed us. Even crystals with their vibrating energies. If you're spending a paycheck on this crystal, you know, that's not going to give you as much as you as it could. I mean, that's that's so much money. Like, well, and and think about that for a minute. Yeah. And if you are overextending yourself to own something, you're creating an imbalance right there. Yes. You're creating an imbalance in your path. You're creating an imbalance in your energy field. You're creating an imbalance with your relationship with whatever it is you're trying to own. Yeah. And it goes back to that keeping up with the Joneses mentality. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I have to buy the biggest, baddest crystal or I'm not truly a witch Mm -hmm. or I'm not truly. I need statues because otherwise my altar is not complete. That is simply mm-hmm. not true. And I think that's part of the challenge of going within, you know, mm-hmm. is recognizing that that the things yeah. that we spend money on need to have a balanced expectation of yeah. payoff. And material yeah. items, it just they're just not going to ever have that payoff. They're just not. They're not. The serotonin boost of purchasing things <laughs> is never the same as the serotonin boost of an experience. You get to recall that memory all the time. When's the last time you had a wonderful memory experience of that time you purchased something? 
I mean, that just doesn't happen. That signing of a check no. is not a memory no. that brings the joy of, you know, and as we were all standing in circle or, and as she started the meditation on Zoom, I felt mm. like those are memories and that's what we're collecting. Yes. Life is just harvesting these memories, growing these memories, starting these new journeys mm. to look back on and say, wow, I came from there. And material things are never going to provide that in the same way. No, they're not. They're not. Yeah, those connections that we create with each other are far more valuable. Yeah. And that's the human experience is connection. And so when you're seeking out knowledge, seek out those connections with people that you really resonate with. So, you know, maybe you're listening to this podcast right now and you really resonate with Lelisa and I like seek us out. We're here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we have we have resources for you to partake in and we're available. And it's one of those things where I think we when we're seeking knowledge, we kind of take that step back of, well, I'm not worthy or you know, why would I do that when, you know, I have an imbalance in my life already? So who, how are they going to help me? Or, you know, these, these stories that we tell each ourselves, I think really what it boils down to when we tell ourselves that we can't or we shouldn't or that we're not worthy, then we believe that. And I think that's what stops us from connecting with people and connecting with the knowledge that we need because we put up those walls immediately. Um mm -hmm. It, even on a spiritual sense. So if you're meditating and you get a distinct vision during your meditation that you need to make a change in your life, but you keep ignoring that change, spirit's speaking to you. It's mm -hmm. telling you what you need to do. You have the knowledge. Now you have to act on it. And sometimes we just, we are fed so many stories of our self-worth and our ability that we forget to tap into our higher wisdom. And that's where I think the integration of knowledge really becomes important because yeah. we learn to, to step into our wisdom. We learn to read the signs. We learn what those signs mean to us. And then when spirit comes speaking to us, we know how to respond. Yeah. And that's very difficult to do in a vacuum without a community. It is. Or yeah. void. Yeah. Or mm. a, a teacher is, is one word for it. Someone who can guide you is another, you know, somebody that you yeah. trust. A guide. Yeah. yeah. That, that Absolutely you can bounce these things off of that are happening to you that yeah. you're noticing. Well, and I think that's the other important thing that just occurred to me is that a teacher is a guide. Yeah. It's not somebody who's going to do it for you. They're not going to yeah. lay it out on a pretty silver platter for you just to consume. Mm -hmm. It's They're going to give you the path. You have to choose to take it. Because if you don't choose to take it, if you just sit on the sidelines and twiddle your thumbs, you're not getting the experience. You're not doing the work. Yeah. And witchcraft is work. It's mm -hmm. not this thing where we just wave a wand or we open a magic <laughs> book and voila, <laughs> it all manifests and yeah. everything's It's not the words we say in the spell. No. It's what we're doing <laughs> behind it and after yeah. the spell. It's the meaning behind it. Yeah. And the experience of it. It's the the rush of the energy and what we do with that. And yeah. if, if a teacher is handing us the materials and, or, you know, lighting the path for us, but we refuse to take it, then th there's no use in it. There's no purpose. Yeah. And I also love the word guide because it doesn't mm. imply any sort of hierarchy. Again, like that, yes. that is hard for yes. me. Somebody 
actually a friend of mine is, is a, is a coach, but not in a spiritual way or a, uh, he's, he's a career coach. So he's more focused on like helping people in their jobs and it's a little capitalist based. So I always am Mm -hmm. like, Oh, like I, I'm sorry that people even have to have things called careers, you know, like I wish we could all run naked in the forest. Like that's where (laughs) I come from when I hear the word career. Like it makes me want to run outside naked, but (laughs) I love that. Like if I'm being honest, I'm running the other way. Yeah. Like, like I don't call what we do like a career. This is my path. You know, like the word career, just, I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) But (laughs) so we, we talk about like helping people and and what that means to us all the time. Because other than this, this difference, we have a lot in common and we've been friends for 14 years. So I, you know, he was saying like, well, why don't you, you know, as a spiritual leader, why don't you? And I said, no, 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 back up. I don't like that leader thing like not because I'm not confident in my ability to help people but because I don't enjoy the idea of people thinking that I am better than them that I am somehow unattainable the life I live they can't possibly do it so they need to just hope that maybe a little bit of my wisdom can sprinkle upon them like no I don't like that mentality like I'm just here to help you get exactly where I am and further further even would be great yes like that's that's a huge difference so if you have been out there waiting to email us or have a question for us, but you feel like you'd be right. bothering us, like you will not at all. Like we are here Mm-mm. for you. Why? We're not just talking. <laughs> I mean, we are yeah, talking. We're not just here to hear ourselves just for talk. each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that, and then that's a good point because we don't do this just because we think we're more knowledgeable than other people or that we're better than anybody or that we are somehow the grand gurus. We do this because we genuinely genuinely want to help those who are maybe a little lost or misdirected or just not clear on their path. Like that's our whole purpose here. That's why we're doing this because we want to give you perspectives that you can Mm -hmm. actually utilize. Yeah. And it takes it, you know, it takes us time and effort. So when we hear from our listeners it's amazing it helps it renews us it invigorates us it keeps us going reminds us that we're not just shouting into the void (laughs) right and that's how it feels if we don't hear from everybody yeah (laughs) (laughs) it feels like we're shouting into the void so what's the point right yeah We are rebels. Together, enter the chamber of the heart where your spirit yearns to be reborn. Ignite that spark, fan that glowing flame, and warm yourself to your core with meaningful conversations, thundering heartbeats, countless dreams, inspiring stories, ecstatic devotion, healing ceremonies, and excursions into the wilds of the soul. Join me, Leandra Witchwood, in the Rebel Mystic community as we come together and explore the radical, rebellious act of creating sisterhood and engaging in deep self-care. So when we think of the word expensive, we think of money. But something that we can recognize about our existences as humans in this society is that money is just one of our resources. So we've talked about right. time, we've talked about experience, we've talked about how important it is to value that experience and 
the time that teachers and writers and podcasters and whoever is is utilizing to help you learn. But when we think about money, the fact is that is our most powerful resource, right? That is what makes yeah, change. Is. Money is what causes pollution. I mean, when you look mm-hmm. at who causes pollution, it's it's not your neighbor who burned, you know, a pile of trash last summer. Like as annoying as that is for you, at the end of the day, <laughs> there's like less than 10 companies that cause over 95% of yes. the world's pollution. So yeah, it's getting back to those roots. So when we look at that and we say like, okay, well, I feel powerless towards that. But as witches, like we've said, our roots are nature. Our roots yes. are community and connection with with ancestors, with not just our own blood ancestors, but the ancestors of humanity and our connection to being part of nature, part of this ecosystem. And when we vote with our money, when we only mm-hmm. support local, when we only support handmade, when we're only looking for ways to minimize our effect, and we're looking at those top 10 companies, most importantly, and saying, no, you will not have any of my money. Yes. That is powerful magic. Mm-hmm. That is manifesting change in the right direction. So as tempting as it is to go for the cheap options, I'm not talking about like picking up that leaf that fell. That's free. That's awesome. I'm talking about the cheap options, the dollar stores of the world, <laughs> this dollar the 99p yes. stores of the world. <laughs> Here we have uh, Jumbo. It's a Greek chain, which everything is made oh. in Greece, which is really amazing. But they do have some stuff that is like, you know, petroleum based plastic products that like, you know, okay. you just got to be informed with the choices that you you vote with your money on. Yeah. And and that's one of the important things, I think, is as witches, I think it's our responsibility to know where our stuff comes from if we're not making it ourselves. Yeah. And when I when I blend tea for the shop, I am always looking at my resources. So I have very limited companies that I purchase from herbs because I can't grow everything. That's not within my spectrum and within my power. And um, so I'm very cautious about where they, where they get it from, where they source it from, how is it processed, who processes it, yeah. and what is that chain of command and how ethical are they when they, you know, do this whole, you know, harvesting, growing, drying, you know, packaging, that sort of thing. So I'm very particular about where I get my supplies from. Now, it's not 100%. Nobody can be 100% because we live in a culture, we live in a world that is dead set on decimating our world, our natural resources. So we can't always be 100%. But if we're conscious or more conscious than we were yesterday, it helps. And like Elise said, you know, supporting your small businesses, if you're going to spend money, Find the minority-owned businesses. Find the female women-owned businesses. Find the businesses who make their own stuff. Find the businesses who grow their own produce or their own, you know, um, you know, raise their own animals for meat and and dairy and that sort of thing. Find the ones and then ask questions. You know, yeah. where do where do you get your stuff from? You know, not necessarily, you don't want to ask them, okay, so this is where, where it gets sticky because you never want to ask them specifically what supplier they get their stuff from necessarily because that's usually proprietary information. And it, you can't, 
it's it's you won't get the information necessarily, but you can ask key questions from people like, well, how how is it harvested? How is the animal treated? How is how are the farms treated? Are they you know low chemical, no chemical, organic? You know, you can ask key questions like that that will lead you to the answers you need instead of asking a business for their proprietary information because they're not going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and usually that information is protected because they can't just give that information out because that's their livelihood. And you have to understand that, like, you're not entitled to all the information. Yeah. You're entitled to a good amount of it, but not necessarily all of it. And that's, I think, really a hard thing for a lot of people to to swallow, I think. Because they want to just be entitled to everything. And this is where educating yourself and finding those education, you know, doing your research comes in, in handy. Um, I, I get a lot of people contacting me, asking me, you know, like, well, how do I start a tea business and how do I do this? And what's your sales look like? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Stop right there. This is not information I will give away for free. This is information that is my livelihood, and it's going to be a matter of research. I'll lead you in the right directions. I'll point you in the right direction, but then you have to take it on your own. And the same thing goes with magic. You have to find the path and take the path. And when we are looking at these big conglomerates of business, is that our path? Does it feel good in your body to buy a 99-cent candle that you know that maybe some child had to make it? in a, a foreign country and they barely make enough money to live on where they have to work and live in squalor. Yeah. Does that make you feel good? Because so these money, are the questions that we have to ask ourselves. Yeah. Money is not the only thing that is expensive. The toll mm -hmm. that that 99 cent candle actually costs to make the suffering, the pollution mm -hmm. that is expensive. That is still yeah. an expense. That is so expensive. And I think that's where we need to reframe even the word expensive because we just think of money, but there is more to that. The energy exchange of what we purchase, and especially if you're purchasing products for magical things, when we're looking for a candle that's going to, you know, help us fulfill a prosperous life and healthy relationships. And that's where you're going to use the spell candle for, but you bought it from somewhere that, you know, is supplied by sweatshops in Malaysia. That is not going to do that for you. It's not going to have the power that a candle made by Wild Moon and Co. will or, right. you know, your local candle shop or yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And these are skills. You know, you have to when you start making stuff for yourself, you you develop skills, canning, candle making, sewing, needlework, woodworking, you know, making yeah you know, your own statues or learning to make puppets with through, you know, carving potatoes or using corn husks and that sort of thing. Like these are things that you can learn. And yeah, it takes time. It takes effort. And it's not going to be instant. So again, yeah. you know, going back to the idea the of our modern of mindset that, yep, everything has to be instant. We have to know now. We have to know everything right now. But you don't. You have a lifetime to learn this stuff. And honestly, there's so much information out there, so much knowledge out there. It will take you many lifetimes to learn all this stuff. But take one day at a time, one skill at a time, and you can really hone in your abilities. And then you'll discover what you prefer. So maybe you like candle making versus sewing. So you start making all your 
your own candles and then you have all the candles you could ever want for any ritual ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And actually that made me think of something else that I always am wishing I could do more here. Bartering. I used to, when I lived in America, I, before COVID, I used to go to Mm -hmm. vendor events selling jewelry and it was intention filled jewelry. So, you know, I would try to find events. I, I went to everything from comic cons to local flea (laughs) markets, but I tried to find events where only handmade things were being sold. And often a vendor near me would be like, Oh, I love that necklace. I was like, Hmm, I love your soap. And we would make a swap. And that was some of the Mm -hmm. most fulfilling experiences of those shows. You know, it wasn't even just the connection with the customers. Sometimes it was the connection with these other vendors and sharing the crafts that we love to make. So think about bartering too. You don't have to be professional. I have a friend who does mm-hmm. crochet and she bartered vegetables from another friend's garden with um, like a parasol that she crocheted. So like you can have a lot of fun with it and it can be a chance to get the things that, you, you know, you wouldn't usually have the ability to spend money on. But because you have the sewing equipment and you want to make this thing, that person is willing to give that to you in exchange for the statue they whittled or something. It can be a really fun Absolutely. way to to grow your path and grow your connections. Again, back yeah. to our roots. Yeah. And and when we get back to it, you know, when we pull our money out of the big box stores, the big corporations that control everything, and we start putting our money into the local resources, and then we start bartering and trading, Mm -hmm. then suddenly we're shifting that economy. Yes. And we're changing the paradigm. We're doing what witches do. We're shaking things up. Yes. (laughs) It's so powerful. And it's so it's that simple. It really is that Mm -hmm. simple. We have so much more power than we realize we do. We do. We do. And that's and it's going to boil down to how we treat the system. Are we going to continue to allow it to tell us that we need these expensive things to practice a spiritual journey or to a spiritual anything? Are we going to tell are we going to allow the movement to tell us that we need these expensive $800 skiing bowls or else we can't heal. It's ridiculous. We don't need any of it. We just need to be determined and we need to walk the path with intention and not sit on the sidelines and expect a magic pill to come along to give us the answers and the clarity and the motivation. Mary meet, Mary part, and and Mary meet again. again. Thank you for joining us on the Magic Kitchen podcast. Please visit my website, leandrawitchwood.com, for news, information, and more episodes. I'm Elise Wells, and I can be found at Seeking Numina on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, and seekingnumina.com. That's Seeking, N-U-M-I-N-A.